Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the not live version edition of the Break the Bell podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers, and we are definitely not live. We are not live. <laughs> Just to clear things up for you right now. Yes. So you're not confused. This is not live. We so are don't unlive. I mean, you could definitely still leave your comments on oh, the yeah. YouTube video. We right. will get to them. Don't try to call into the show because no. we will not be answering. No. Yes. And if we are, that is. Re- Really, if somebody calls right now, that would be amazing. That would be really bizarre. <laughs> like, we can't get phone calls during the yeah, live right. edition. Yeah. So, somebody calls up, it's like, hey, I was just hoping you might be recording right now. <laughs> like, um, Harold Serendipitous, we are. <laughs> yes. So, so, if you are listening right now, you are in the future from what we yes. are experiencing here. And I am currently, as you're listening to this, I am hopefully not dead somewhere in the middle of the wilderness because I'm going on a, a backpacking adventure with my dad and my cousin in up in northern Minnesota somewhere. Okay. It's called the Superior Trail. Yeah. Uh, we did a leg of it a couple years back, and we're going to do another leg of it this year. So um, I'm excited for that because I didn't get to go with them last year. They oh, went okay. down to Arkansas last year, I think. And oh. um, things just didn't work out with like COVID, and right. I had already taken time off for other other things so it didn't work out but this year i'm making it happen nice so Very to nice. make that happen we had to shift some things shift some things around we couldn't do the live the live version on monday nights and we couldn't do the weekend edition so if you're wondering why you didn't get a weekend edition weekend wrap-up edition that's that's why too yes because i'm leaving tomorrow which is saturday so we won't have time to do that so instead we're releasing this episode on monday it's kind of like brunch for us yeah right okay i like a catch-all it's a catch-all it's brunch yeah so because we didn't get a weekend one and because the other one doesn't come out till like wednesday instead we're pulling that to monday yeah in the spot of that live edition okay I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So that way we can kind of keep people happy. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're still releasing something. Yes. Hopefully you're not pissed off at us and yeah. be like, damn it. I love that live edition. I wanted yeah, this right. was the time I was going to call in. And yeah, right. I, I, I've been planning what I was going to say this entire time. <laughs> Would not surprise me at all. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? It is. It's kind of weird doing this not live because yeah. it, it's it's weird recording in the for future release now because yeah. even our weekend ones we pre-record but i usually yeah. release it like an hour after we record right. it so yeah. we're never talking to people in the future really right. anymore yes. but now we are we used to always talk to people it's like by the time you get oh, this yeah. none of this probably but, but those are the shows that we were doing at like one in the morning <laughs> yeah. and we don't want to do those <laughs> no, anymore no. fortunately it's only like seven fifteen. we yeah. we managed to get this yeah our shit we figured out with the live stuff how to get our shit together at least to start recording right. early enough um I can't figure out how to get rid of this logo though because <laughs> I'm not in live stream. Mode. Yes, yeah, you're you're not on game. So we have to preface obviously in the beginning here that by the time you hear this, none of this shit may matter. That's true. <laughs> All this could be old we, shit. We used to have to preface that on every show. Yeah. Now we're having to preface that again. This is going to be three or four days old. Yes. World War Three could have broke out by then, for all yes. we know. We we could all be dead. So, big topic that kind of popped up over this week that I wanted to spend a little time focusing on was this this book that's being released by, yeah. um, what's their name? Woodward and Acosta. I can't think yeah. of their first, first uh, fucking names. Wo- yeah. Woodward Wo- and Acosta. They're, they're um, journalists from 
New York Times. Yeah. Is that right? Well, and and Woodward isn't he the guy that broke? Uh, he broke the Nixon thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He broke Nixon. He was one of the yeah. ones responsible for right. breaking the the Nixon scandal the, because they had the the whole movie about that them. All really the presidents good Nixon, men. and you just talked right over. I know. I'm sorry. I, I th- he yeah he wrote the book All yeah. the Presidents Men. So yeah, huh? Yeah. So this book is called Peril. And, and I'm sorry that was a very good Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Washington Post, not New York Times. Okay. So Bob Wo- Woodward and veteran. Washington Post reporter Robert Aco- Robert Costa. Gotcha. So one's an author and one's a reporter. They yeah. got together, collaborated, came out with this book yeah. called Peril. And what this is about is how horrible of a person Trump was in his final days and all the necessary steps that had to be taken to make sure the country didn't erode under this freaking dictator Trump because right. he was just throwing a bitch fit. Which oh, yeah. I believe he was throwing a bitch oh, fit. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I mean, sure. we we heard about Hillary Clinton throwing a bitch fit after yeah. Trump won, and she was like throwing yeah. shit and stuff, and didn't but, have bucks but, like but this. But this come is out. like this was like a week before the election, mm-hmm. still. So parts of it were yes, yeah. and then parts of it were like post post election, post January okay. six stuff. So oh, gotcha. Um, there there's some a couple different things we're gonna focus on here. One was like right around the election. One was like. Right after January sixth, so okay. this guy had his hands. This this General Milley, who is the the main topic that's being brought yeah. up. I don't know if that's the main thing the book's about, but that's the right. most what most people are talking about right. now is decisions made by General Milley, who was like the top military guy. Yeah, and right. who, who I, I think we have both have agreed that he's 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 kind of a pussy. He he's a bitch. Yeah, and. He's had his fingers in a lot of dirty shit, yeah. or a lot of, like, at least stuff that pisses us off. Right. Um, so we're going to get into that. We're going to talk primarily about that and why the decisions that he made on his own, single-handedly, as the book calls right. it, why this is a problem <laughs> for to us, at yeah. least. right. Because I, I can't say that either one of us agrees that Donald Trump was the... the no. God that the no. Q people made yeah. him out to he, be. He's hardly the, the pinnacle of leadership. No, but again, it comes down to setting precedent. I right. mean, we've had to we've had to have this conversation multiple times. Right. Like setting precedent. If you if you can do this and work around the the president of the United States yeah. as a military the the top military guy, yeah, then that's a scary thing to right. set. Absolutely, and and it's like. Uh, the the double standard mm. that's in place, you know, if this was would have been done against a sitting Democratic president, Democrat president, I don't think I think that they would be crucifying the general right now. Oh, absolutely, there would be hell to pay right oh, yeah. now, and there should be hell to pay right now. There should is, be yes, right, which a lot of Republicans are calling for his head. Yeah. So, um. Before we get into this episode, though, before we talk more, yeah. obviously we got to mention our Coffee Fix of Freedom, which is here to protect your, your freedom of speech. It's here to protect your freedom of military coups. It's here to, it's here to protect all your constitutional rights. It, it's yeah. a coffee company that makes a delicious brew, which is America in its own right. Absolutely. And then they also support your constitutional rights. Yes. Which part of those constitutional rights 
our protection against military coups. <laughs> <laughs> Which, so I'm sure they support that too. Yes. But, and, and also this week, another big headline that goes with Run Your Mouth Coffee is The Guardian named Fauci as the sexiest man alive. <laughs> so if you want to be more like Fauci, get your cup of freedom. <laughs> That's not Thai. I don't think they would like us tying them to Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Just go drink, damn, run your mouth coffee. Be sexy, drink the coffee. Yes, be sexy, drink the coffee. RYMCoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code RUNYOURMOUTH. We're going to someday lose them as a sponsor because how hard we try. We're just trying to support you guys and yes. be creative with it. Absolutely. So don't, don't fire us. Drink run your mouth coffee. Support freedom. Be American. Be sexy. Be sexy. <laughs> RYMCoffee.com. So we're going to get right into this episode. Um, we're going to talk about this this book, Peril. We're going to talk about General Milley, and we're going to talk about some other stuff. And, like, how whether you support Trump or not, there was this, like, from the very start, there was this, like, kind of feeling that, oh, we got to— we got to rein Trump in. We got to like work around him as president because there's all these different moments yeah. in his presidency where they're like, "Well, we put this guy in place because of the the fear we had of how <laughs> erratic right. Trump could be." Or we we told Donald Trump this so he wouldn't make these irrational right. decisions or um we we told our guys not to follow the orders of the president without coming to me yeah. first because of the rational decisions. And this has been going on since day right. one of oh, his yeah. presidency. Well, I mean, you, you saw them. I mean, they were trying to figure out how they could get him in office before he was even inaugurated. Yeah, yeah. So. And so there's some stuff here that Dude, I, I withheld from you because I just want to yeah, get your you, reaction. You want to surprise me, yeah. I, and, and I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. Mm -hmm. So do you think they have the same kind of... Steps in in place for Biden, who, you know, they cut the the feed, you know, when he starts going off script and stuff. No, they just tell him in his earpiece to stop talking, Joe, yeah, because yeah. you see Joe, him. He's Joe, like Joe, he Joe, gets off script. He's like, uh, uh, well, well, never mind. Um, <laughs> so, so you you know, either Joe cuts his brain, his brain just cuts off yeah. there, or they're when he starts rambling, they're in his ear, like, no, stop, stop yeah. it. <sighs> the only protection they need from Joe Biden is to keep him from going off script because right. then things just get out of hand quickly yeah. and you know he doesn't even he doesn't have any access to the nuclear launch codes at all oh absolutely there's no so, way he does yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's get into this episode real quick we gotta remind you to share this around all over social media since we're not live you can pause this there's a pause button you can click pause wow go share this shit all over social media like subscribe do all that fun stuff Make our heads swell a little bit yeah, more because we need it. Yeah, we we too. <laughs> we need a we need an ego boost. So <laughs> go go share this around and like and subscribe and all that fun shit. Leave us a a review on iTunes because those reviews, especially if it's good review. Yeah, we like good reviews. We'll take we'll take bad. we'll take bad reviews. Yeah. The thing that pisses me off the most is we have so many reviews on iTunes, but we only have like a three point nine out of five. Hmm. Meaning we've and I know we've gotten several ones. But the ones never leave a review. Really? Yes. Only the fives leave a review. And they're like, hey, you guys are kicking ass, doing a good job. Yeah. And then you get some ones. And it's just like, 
Well, I'd fucking like to know yeah, right. why you're what, leaving what, me a one. You don't like the coffee advertisement? Is yeah. that it? <laughs> like, like what What would you like us to do different? Not that I'm going to change anything, right. but at least I will acknowledge. Yeah, that would be helpful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's called constructive criticism, yeah, but for you to just leave of. a one. Yeah, that's, that's then kind of an asshole. And not, then I just look at that one, I was like, dude, that guy's just a fucking yeah. dick. Yeah. So, so if I you're going to leave us a one, at least let us know why. Don't leave us one, but if you do, let <laughs> yeah. us know why. Leave those reviews on iTunes because they're kind of the gatekeepers of the podcast world. And so the the more positive reviews we get, the more we get yeah. exposure out there. And we yeah. like exposure. We will expose ourselves for exposure. <laughs> we, we have been known to do that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into this before we completely go off the rails. That's the problem with not doing live is yeah. we, don't, we don't even have rails to go off of. That's true. We have That's no true. boundaries right nothing. now. Nothing That's is scary. stopping. Let's get into this. Are you ready, Let's Bill, to kick this shit off? Let's kick it. Let's do it. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. What uh, did you just say? What did you say? You listening to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? We're back. Shit up music because I still, you still, feel I, like I you feel like we've crossed that line. Okay, I'm down with that. From let's let's keep this positive and look forward to the future and how we can make changes with our voice, too. You know, sometimes we just gotta piss people off to, yeah. to get a point across. I'm down with that. So, I just felt like just keeping this 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 mentality because we don't want to. Go through a week like last of getting pissed off at the thing Joe Biden said with his vaccine mandates. And then all of a sudden, the next, like, as it blows over, just go back to how things were. I yep. mean, it happens all the time. Like, right. when we all get kicked off social media and everybody's like, oh, let's just go fucking do our own thing and fuck Facebook and, and, we don't need Twitter. We don't need, we'll, we'll just do our own thing. That's what we'll band together and do. And then, People start being allowed to get back on things. You get yeah. complacent again, right. and then you start getting relaxed and not and start worrying about getting kicked off again. And yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't want to go back to complacent mode. Okay, because we have, we still have a president who is more than okay with, yeah, sidestepping the constitution and a good number of citizens that are okay with supporting that. Yes, and we have. Other higher ups in the military or in the government, in the military, and everything that they're just on their own 
playing field. They're on yeah. their own game. Yeah. And they don't really care like what the actual rules are. They don't care what the laws are. They'll take it on themselves yeah. to do what they think is necessary, and that's a problem. Whether you th whether you think you're justified or not, taking the shit into your own hands goes completely against the Constitution, and that's that's an issue. Yeah. So absolutely. Let's talk about this book. Okay. Let's get, a, get rid of this music. Let's talk about this book, Peril, by. What did I say the names were? <laughs> Bob Woodward and Robert Costa. <laughs> yes. I'll get this right eventually. So this is actually this article from CNN. So they're you know they're going to be on the side of this stuff. Oh yeah, they're going to applaud it. Yes. So this is titled Woodward Costa book. Worried Trump could go rogue. Milley took secret action to protect nuclear weapons. First of all, let's start with just that title. Was there any like ever a question? That Trump, I mean, we joked around that Trump's like, oh, I got the biggest button. Right, Remember, yeah, we right, joked. Yeah. There was never like an actual fear that Donald Trump could, no, could set off a nuclear war. No, no, nobody in their right mind thought that that was going to happen. If that was the case, we would have been back in 1960s, like Cuba Missile Crisis right. era. Yeah. We would have been in that mode, like, mm -hmm. hey, we're, we're doing nuclear testing drills, kids getting under desks and shit, because. If that was a legitimate concern, right, the whole like they would be, we would be scared shitless. Yeah, that was never a no. concern. So for them to put that as the headline, yeah. they're just trying to blow this up and, and, and justify it more the, than the, it needs the to. The thing with with Trump is he always gave mouth service to stuff. Yeah. So if he even thought about it, he would have twittered tweeted all over the place about it and be mm -hmm. like. Well, then I'll just take out China before I leave and do you guys a favor, you know. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. <clears throat> so, let's get into this article. Starts out, says, Two days after the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, President Donald Trump's top military advisor, Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley, single-handedly took secret action wow. to limit Trump from potentially ordering a dangerous military strike or launching nuclear weapons. Thank you, Mark Milley. Single-handedly. The yeah, that's the part I have that the most problem with. Yeah. Is that he single-handedly made this decision. Right. We have constitutional steps in place. Yeah. To take care of situations just like this. Yeah. It's called the 25th Amendment. Yeah. Yes, I realize that has to go through Congress and the vice president yeah. and shit, but if it was as bad, like Mark Milley ma makes himself to be this inside guy that saw yeah. how horrible, right. how much of a breakdown he was having. You don't think Mike Pence was seeing that? Would have seen that breakdown? Yeah. You don't think the members of Congress right. would have seen that breakdown yeah. and been like, "Dude, he's scaring the shit yeah, out of me." We, 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 gotta, need to, we need to we need to tie him down. We need to <laughs> put on some serious uh, precautions because this could get crazy. Right. I mean, it's like that. That what's that movie? Um. Oh gosh, was it Crimson Tide with Denzel Washington and uh, seen that one. Gene Hackman and and Gene Hackman and had the orders to like do to launch nuclear missiles at Russia and Denzel Washington wouldn't give him the key, mm. you know, and he's like, no, sir, no, you know, we need confirmation. And Gene Hackman's like, no, no, they aren't answering. That is our confirmation and like that whole standoff and stuff. Was that was that a true story about like the? I don't know. You remember hearing about the nuclear submarine that almost launched? Yeah. Right. Nuclear war because 
they had bad information or they hadn't right. got information they right, thought that they were supposed to get. They thought like somebody had launched something or yeah. and they were about to hit their own buttons or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, it's possible. I, so, I remember that story. Sidetracking. That's yeah. all right. That's what we do. Yeah. Goes on to say Woodward and Costa write, or it says, um, according to Peril, the book by legendary journalist Bob Woodward and veteran Washington Post reporter Robert Costa. Oh, man, they're really sucking their oh, dicks. Yeah. Woodward and Costa write that Millie, deeply shaken by the assault, was certain that Trump had gone into a serious mental decline in the aftermath of the election. And with Trump now all but manic, screaming at officials and constructing his own alternate reality about endless election conspiracies. Does that sound familiar? Yes. Yes, it does. All but manic, screaming at officials and alternate realities about election conspiracies. Hillary Clinton across the board in 2000. Yeah. 16. 16. Yeah, I had to I had to do the math real quick. It's been a it's been a while. I mean, she lost her damn mind. Oh and yeah, they, they said she was they, like flipping tables and shit. Well, and then they screamed Russian Russia freaking election fraud oh, yeah. for four fucking right. years. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just you can't blame the guy when the same thing happened on the other side four yeah. years ago. You can't use that as oh we're terrified that he's gonna do this this or yeah. that because. That happened. Yes, Hillary wasn't in a position to right. launch nuclear well, she weapons. She might be. The Clintons have a lot. Of- that is true. <laughs> but the pe- people still in power could have lost right. their minds. As, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Millie worried that Trump could go rogue. The author's right. You never know what a president's trigger point is, Millie told a senior staff, according to the book. You never know what. It doesn't even say Trump's trigger point. You never know what a president's trigger point is. So that being said, if that's your reasoning right. for taking shit into your own hands, then you should just take your shit into your own hands with all the presidents because right. you never yeah. know what any of their trigger why, why points are. Why let any of them have the nuclear codes? Yeah, you don't know what any of their trigger but points also, are. But also, they make it sound so casual. Like like Trump's going to get up all pissed off in the middle of the night and walk over to his nuclear terminal and <laughs> type in some numbers and launch a missile. He has to flip up the glass case. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Nah, I forgot about that part. Uh, you got to have that glass casing yeah, over. Yeah, but, but it's it's... There's so much more to it than the president just getting pissed off and decided to start launching some nukes. Yes. I mean, it just, it's like, it's so ridiculous. It all is. It says, in response, Milley took extraordinary action and called a secret meeting in his Pentagon office on January 8th to review the process for military action, including launching nuclear weapons. Speaking to senior military officials in charge of the National Military Command Center, the Pentagon's war room, Millie instructed them not to take orders from anyone unless he was involved. So he just, like, sidestepped all the chain of command. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Don't listen to the president who is over me. Don't listen to the vice president who is over me. Don't listen to the secretary of defense who is over me unless I'm involved. Yeah. Like, you come to me. All orders have to be approved by me. Yeah. That, and that's not even, like, sidestepping the president. That's sidestepping all of them. That's sidestepping the fucking government. <laughs> yes. The whole yeah. federal or the whole executive branch just got sidestepped there. Yeah. Congress just got sidestepped. Like, yeah. everybody just— I mean, could you just see, like, Millie's, like, little little gears in his head working, and, and Trump comes in, and he's like, Give me black coffee. Sir, do you want your normal two sugars? No, just black, damn it. And Millie's like— 
shit, this is it. I need to start calling people. He, he's he's lost it. This he's is lost it. it. He's not doing his two sugars. Fuck. <laughs> he's gone manic. <laughs> no matter what you're told, you do the procedure. You do the process. But I, it says, and I'm part of that procedure. So he's saying, he's not saying ignore them, but he's saying I'm part of that procedure. So right. he's basically saying don't do it unless I say it's okay. Millie told the officers, according to Brooke, to the Brooke, to the book. Oh my God, I can't read. <laughs> he then went around the room, looked each officer in the eye, and asked them to verbally confirm it, and they understood. <laughs> Got it? Millie asked, according to the book. Yes, sir. Millie considered it an oath. The authors wrote. Jeez, that's a dramatic. No shit. Dramatic. Jenkins, look at me when you say yes. <laughs> Peril, <laughs> Peril is based on more than 200 interviews with firsthand participants and witnesses, and it paints a chilling picture of Trump's final days in office. The book, Woodward's third on the Trump presidency, recounts behind-the-scene moments of a commander-in-chief unhinged and explosive, yelling at senior advisors and aides as he desperately sought to cling to power. Him being explosive and yelling at senior advisors doesn't mean he's going to form a coup. Who was the president? Yeah. Was it who was Nixon's VP? Uh, Johnson, Lyndon yeah. Johnson. They they would they no, they're no, no. not no. no, it was um shit. Not uh, no, it's Kennedy. Sp- it, no, it's Kennedy. It, it is Lyndon Johnson I'm thinking of, but it's Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy Kennedy's is president, uh, yeah. vice president who took over when yeah. Kennedy okay. got assassinated. Lyndon Johnson was like this big fucking guy that yeah. would like get in your face and basically like grab your collar and like get what he want. Right. Unhinged yelling at right. senior advisors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, presidents have their own styles and yeah. yes, I'm not saying that that's a good thing and I'm not saying that that's justified, yeah. but I'm saying that's still not grounds to think he's going to push the nuclear right. Yeah. Also, you know, th- it's interesting because the book that Woodward wrote on Obama did not get this much press. Oh, of course When he not. was talking about how how dangerous he thought Obama was. I didn't know he wrote one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Obama. he wrote one about Obama. Oh, he, t- he hates all the presidents. Yeah, yeah, he really does. Well, you know, you take down one, you get a net reputation. <laughs> He did one on Clinton's presidency, but he didn't specifically do one on the Lewinsky scandal, and I was hoping that would have come out. But goes on to say it also includes exclusive reporting on events leading up to January 6th and Trump's reaction to the insurrection, as well as newly revealed details about Trump's January 5th Oval Office showdown with his vice president, Mike Pence. Woodward and Costa t- obtained documents, calendars, diaries, emails, meeting notes, transcripts, and other records. Man, I'd be pissed if they got my no doubt. my diary. <laughs> Whose diaries? Who's writing diaries Trump's in the White House? Dear diary. Dear diary. VP Pence <laughs> gave me a dirty look today. Mike is a poo-poo head. <laughs> Mike is such a jerk face. <laughs> I don't even know. The only reason I picked him was because he was white. <laughs> he was the whitest of them all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> goes on to say, and this is the part that bothers me the most, goes on to say, Millie's fear was based on his own observation of Trump's erratic behavior. His concern was magnified by the events of January 6th and the extraordinary risk the situation posed to U.S. national security. The author's right. So, at the... To, to protect national security, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Again, right. again, that's yeah. that's what we do. 
Then, so after he was already on high alert, he received a blunt phone call from none other than Nancy Pelosi, Mm. our favorite person. Yes, America's hero. Woodward and Costa exclusively obtained a transcript of the call. Do they transcribe all phone calls at the White House and Pentagon? Yes, I believe they do. That would piss me off, too. Right. During which Milley tried to reassure Pelosi that the nuclear weapons were safe. Pelosi pushed back. What I'm what I'm saying is to you is that I can't do that forever. Uh, that, that'll close, hurt me. Man. That, that, wow, you are on point. With your... <laughs> that's gonna hurt me. <laughs> what I'm saying is that if they can't even stop him from an assault on the Capitol, who even knows what else he may do? Because Donald Trump single-handedly stormed yeah, the Capitol. Yeah, he kicked in the doors. And. Is there anybody in charge at the White House who was doing anything but kissing his fat butt all over this? <laughs> Pelosi continued, you know he's crazy. He's been crazy for a long time. Wow. And If that's the case, yeah. your responsibility as Congress yes. is to invoke the yes. 25th Amendment. Yeah. That is your responsibility. Yes. He is not fit to be president. Get him out of there. Do if, your duty. If he's been pr- crazy for a long time... Why aren't they didn't even like even bring mention 25th yeah. Amendment until after January 6th? Right, that right. was the first time. Yeah. According to Woodward and Costa, Milley responded, Madam Speaker, I agree with you on everything. After the call, Milley decided he had to act. So he was on high alert. He didn't act alone, as everybody's saying. He was green-lighted by Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, absolutely. She's like, Milley, do what you need to. Do whatever the hell you need to do. Yeah. Green-lighted by the the head of the House yeah. of Representatives, yeah, who who has been Trump's enemy from the beginning. She was the one that like so dramatically ripped up his paper behind him. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. She's always and, been, you know, and he was uh, when he talked about you know the the Chinese and, and closing down the travel from China. You know, and she specifically went out to Chinatown dressed in Chinese <laughs> drag and put and on the hentai. Her, yeah, or hentai. Not hentai. hentai. That's what? anime porn. <laughs> Shit. What's the what's the claw thing? I'm sorry, that's really racist and <laughs> the claw. You know what I'm talking about. I know about. what you're talking about. <laughs> what is that cloth? I, I I'm gonna have to look it up now. <laughs> it's probably something close to that. I, I, I want to I can see Pelosi putting hente on. <laughs> Rubbing her, the coke off her gums. Mm, this is good. <laughs> African cloth. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Bear Kente cloth. That was close. <laughs> one damn letter off, damn it. It's amazing what one letter <laughs> makes a whole difference. Can make a giant difference. <laughs> oh man. Maybe this should be live. This would be much more entertaining for people out there. So it goes on, it says he called the director of the National Security Agency, Paul Nakasone, and told him, Needles up, keep watching, scan. And he told the then-CIA director, Gina Haspel, aggressively watch everything, 360. So, he, I mean, he's he's going to everybody oh, yeah. here. And that, but this seems almost like a coup, you know? Yeah, but a coup to protect Trump from a yeah. coup. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Like, do you see the irony there? Yeah, right, right, yeah. Like, oh, we're afraid Donald Trump's going to perform, like, go rogue and form a coup. So let's form a coup <laughs> yeah, to protect right. the country against a coup. Yeah. The authors write, Milley was overseeing the mobilization of America's national security state without the knowledge of American people or the rest of the world. They say this so nonchalantly. Right. Don't even 
Yeah, like uh, don't oh. even like acknowledge the fact that that is a horrible, horrible thing. Yes, yes. Like, oh, he's overseeing the complete, single-handedly the mobilization of the national security system. Yeah. Without any of us knowing. Thank yeah. you, thank you, General yeah. Milley, yeah. for doing this. It's almost like that Times article that came out and bragged about how they they orchestrated the whole right. 2020 election yeah. and they they basically bragged about rigging the election yeah. and um they had to save the, us from democracy yeah it, they had to it, make sure democracy worked the way it's supposed to it's like to. they're bragging about it again saying yeah. well this guy had to sidestep the constitution to protect yeah. democracy does yeah. that make any but, fucking sense but that's where they're at with Biden and the the vaccine mandates yes. like well we got it we got to do this to protect people and their and give them security i yeah. mean it's it's not about your freedoms this is a trend it's about now safety this yeah, is something no, that is. is continually happening and 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 they're fine with it. They That's think it's great. I get so tired of bringing up the precedent is set. The yeah, precedent right, is set. Right. The pre- like we said this yeah. in so many episodes. It's not about this, it's about the precedent is set. Mm. Be- I mean, it's not even a precedent anymore. It's like a standard. Yeah. It's yeah. like the thing to do to just sidestep around all the things that we set up yeah. to make this country a democracy and or a republic yeah. as we know it. Yeah. And they're willing to just sidestep that, but they can justify it by saying, yeah. we're protecting democracy. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not that's, that's not how this works. Yeah, right. That's why there's a system of checks and balances. That's why there's a 25th Amendment. That's why there's a Congress. If you feel like the president's unstable, you, you in full light of day, full transparency, make movements to get him under restraint. Mm-hmm. You don't shadow work, create <laughs> this, this cabal... With Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, the opposing party, and and other anonymous henchmen to work around and get control of the full security system, or defense system, without anybody knowing. So, let's piss off the other side now. Sure. Because everything you just said there, if you reversed roles... Sounds like all the Q conspiracies that are out right. there right now. Oh, like, yeah. oh, the military's in control right now, and Trump's yeah. actually going to be reinstated. Right. Biden's not the president. The military's in control. Right. If you want to believe that. <laughs> Isn't that the same goddamn thing, Absolutely though? it is. Absolutely. Like, I guess, should we, should we have taken these procedures or these precautions would be my first question. Like, was he justified if he really felt like Trump was going to push these buttons? And would... The other side feel the same if it were Biden. If if right. if Biden was, or would we feel the same if it was Biden? If Biden was like losing his rocks more so right. than he is now, yeah, and he was doing all these irrational things, and somebody stepped up, like I know there's a lot on the right that would be like, send in the military and get him the fuck out of here. Right. Right. No, 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 I don't. Yeah. Thi- no, that's not yeah, good on I, that I, side I, either. Again, there, there, it's it's outlined in the Constitution what you do in case this happens, mm-hmm. and so by circumventing the Constitution and doing your own thing, that's not good TV. That's treason, right? <laughs> so it's interesting because everything you said about like this dark shadow right. agency that's like I, I use those words around. specifically because yeah. of that. <laughs> Interesting because if you do flip it around it does yeah. it turns into a Q conspiracy right. and it's just like the left if you heard this on one side it's Q conspiracy on the other side it's protecting democracy. Right. On the right if you heard it it's protecting democracy and then yeah right. if it's against it, Trump it, it's, it's treason. Treason. Yes. Yeah. So 
you see the, the hypocrisy mm-hmm. on both sides of this Absolutely. and how it works. So um, moving on a little bit more in this article, and then we'll move on. It says, Millie's fear that Trump could do something unpredictable came from experience right after Trump lost the election. Listen to this because this just sounds bullshit, like okay. c- complete horseshit. Milley discovered the president had signed a military order to withdraw all troops from Afghanistan by January 20 or January 15th of 2021. So it was like a big fuck you to everyone. He just signed yeah. something. Yeah. And then like the d- days before he gets out, it's like, fuck it. I'm just going to I'm going to pull them all out. And we'll see how you guys fare. I'll just make a big mess. Me- I mean, maybe maybe that would be Trump. Yeah, I could see that, actually. Be like, Take this, Biden. But for him to do you think he actually signed this order? But no, because we were talking about it like this time last year about them doing it. So it wasn't that it wasn't in January. It was so much sooner than that. Well, it was like. Because he had set up to pull everybody out by like May and then Biden pushed that back. Well, it says that he decided to sign a thing to pull that forward to January. And I can see him doing that because he's a dick. It says the memo had been secretly drafted by two Trump loyalists. You know what? Loyalist. Those, those people were just dicks that were poking the bear. You know oh, yeah. that, right? Like, yeah. You know what would really stick out to him, Mister <laughs> you know Trump? Be hilarious is if you just pulled everybody out of Afghanistan right before he takes office <laughs> yeah, right. and watch it burn. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's a that's a really good idea. That's hilarious. That's that would head. be funny. Yeah. That that would just be the biggest fuck you moment. <laughs> the memo was eventually nullified, but Millie could not forget that Trump had done an end run around his top military advisor. So what about? The top military advisors do an end right. run on the president. Two wrongs don't make a right, right. Mr. Milley. Woodward and Costa write that after January 6th, Milley felt no absolute certainty that the military could control or trust Trump and believed it was his job as senior military officer to think the unthinkable and take any and all necessary precautions. Thinking the unthinkable and thinking these things are one thing, but... Taking it upon yourself to take all necessary precautions, yeah, that's something different. Right. That's because you could use that mindset for literally anything now. Yeah. You could be yeah. like, Oh, as the top military advisor, I think that those those protests up the road are getting out of hand when the president's telling me they're not getting out of hand. So I'm going to like have the military strike right. those protesters yeah. before it gets yeah. before the country burns down because he's not making decisions correctly. Right. I'm thinking the unthinkable and I'm gonna take all necessary precautions to protect this yeah. democracy. If you want to look at it from one side or the other side, I mean, that's where this could go, yeah. by those same standards. Yeah. Ends out saying, there's a book, another book. Uh, it says, Peril is one of several books uh, released this year that have documented the tumultuous final days of the presidency. Another book called I Alone Can Fix It, Washington Post reporter Phil Rucker and Carol Lonig detailed how Milley discussed a plan with the Joint Chiefs to resist potential illegal orders from Trump amid fears that he or his allies might attempt a coup. So now we're not—so there was the the peril book that was saying, follow the orders, but make sure you talk to me first. Right. Now this book is saying that he basically said, don't do anything he says if it—don't follow his potentially illegal orders. Right. Woodward and Costa write that the top national security officials were worried Trump might pull a wag the dog. 
provoking a conflict domestically or abroad to distract from his crushing election. So they're thinking he might start a coup domestically, like stir up shit, Mm -hmm. or he might start shit with China just to distract from his crushing loss, which his ego is big enough that I I could see him uh, potentially trying to pull some shit like this. But again, is it General Milley's job to make these decisions on no, his own. No, it's not. And again, it creates really dangerous precedent. It makes you wonder if he's just the fall guy, though, too, because, like we said, he oh, kind of got yeah. the green, green uh, yeah, light. Yeah, I was going to say, I could, see, I could see Pelosi being like, you know. Just do just, what you got to do. Yeah, do what you got to do. I, I'll support you. I got your back. So, not just this whole like post January 8th stuff is coming, or January 6th stuff is coming out. There's also. Backtracking to these call- phone calls to China, like in the early, there was two phone calls. There was one earlier in like October, dur- around the time of the election. Yeah. Then there was another one, um, more re- like post January. I think it was on January eighth. It was post January sixth that they called, and um, he he talked with with China, and he basically said, you know, uh, we're not going to attack you, like. He he supposedly said that China was worried that Trump was going or I'm had sure they infor- were worried. They had information or something, some kind of intel that Trump was planning to attack them and General Milley was just doing his job to set the record straight and say, No, we're not gonna attack you, but if it does come down to it, I will call you and warn you ahead of time. So there's no surprise attack. Could, could you imagine like China's joint chiefs? And the guy gets the call, and he's like, uh, hold on one second. Puts on speaker, hold. Listen, listen, watch, watch, watch. Listen to this. And then they're like sitting there laughing their asses off. <laughs> and they're like, he said what? <laughs> oh, he's going to warn us? Fantastic. We don't have to worry about anything. All right, then. hey, guys, take five. Go grab some. <laughs> so we got, like, all of the people on the right and, uh, like, the Rand Pauls and yeah. uh, other other senators calling for treason charges, calling for... Uh, resignment and all the stuff for basically <laughs> going around yeah. the president with this shit. General Milley is saying that the China calls were perfectly within his job. So this is from WDIO.com, whatever the fuck that is. Interesting. Um, it says in his. F- it says the the top U.S. military official said Friday that the calls he made to his Chinese counterpart. I like how they call it counterpart. Like right. we're just we're just buddies. Yeah. In the final stormy months of Donald Trump's presidency, were perfectly within the duties, his duties and responsibilities. In his first public comments on the conversation, General Mark Milley said, "Such calls are routine, and were done to reassure both allies and adversaries in this case, uh, in order to ensure strategic stability." So. This is a normal routine thing that they do right. before we plan or potentially are planning to attack somebody. Is sure. They call and warn them yeah, ahead of time. That makes total sense. Well, Which we weren't planning to attack them. No. So I, I see how he would feel the need to call them and be like, guys, chill out. We're not going to attack you. Yeah. But then to turn around and say, but if we do, <laughs> I will let you know. I'll give you a heads up. Yeah. The chairman of the Joint Chief of Staffs, spoke to the Associated Press and other reporter traveling with him to Europe. Milley has been 
at the center of a firestorm amid reports he made two calls to General Li Zhucheng of the People's Liberation Army to assure him that the United States was not going to suddenly go to war or attack China. Descriptions of the call made last October and in January were first aired in excerpts of the forthcoming book Peril by Washington Post journalists uh, Bob Woodward and Robert Acosta. Robert Acosta. I keep saying Acosta because... Right, yeah. Was Senator Acosta. Yeah. The fourth... Or the book... God, I, I can't read. The book says Millie told Lee that he would warn Lee in the event of an attack. Millie on Friday offered only a brief defense of his call, saying he plans a deeper discussion about the matter for Congress when he testifies at a hearing in September. Says Millie and U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin are scheduled to testify September 28th before the Senate Armed Service Committee in what initially was going to be a hearing on the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan and the chaotic evacuation of Americans, Afghans, and others from that country. However, Millie is expected to face tough questions on the telephone calls. So maybe that's what this is, to distract yeah. Congress from Taliban. this horrible, failed yeah. evacuation in I, Afghanistan. That makes sense to me. Like, hey, let's just throw this guy under the bus. Yeah. Let's put all the focus on him mm-hmm. so that we don't really pay any attention to that during yeah. these Senate hearings. Right. Everybody, the whole thing is just... Yeah. Because you know all the Republicans are going to really push hard on this oh yeah absolutely special house committee that is investigating the january 6th riot at the capitol has asked for details about millie's calls why does the january 6th commission need these details now right yeah i i had that question because i have another article that talks about it. it basically says the same thing that these um these people on this special house committee investigating the riot are asking for these details now, and it just makes me wonder: Are they just looking to kind of establish yeah. like a, a crazy, well, it, mindset it, of Trump at the for, time? It's possible because I, an article I read from MSNBC they're upset because apparently the people they got to investigate it, they don't even consider the B team. <laughs> so they they feel like the government just threw they're just throwing up a team to investigate that they're not really going to do great and they're just there for kind of platitudes probably, oh, probably it's just yeah. it's just a fate it's like lip service is yeah, all it is right but yeah now they're asking for these tapes or whatever all this stuff that these authors have and all i can think is are they just trying to establish like the craziness of trump at the time to yeah. kind of Use that to no. to form their own like yeah. no that makes total sto- storyline yeah. of January sixth right well obviously this was an insurrection because look how crazy Trump was yeah. even the general had to right yeah yeah so yeah he may not have meant for this to happen but in his deranged state of mind he rallied the people and got them to charge the Capitol building goes on to say the new book says Milley, fearful of Trump's actions late in his term, twice called his Chinese counterpart to assure him that the U.S. wasn't going to attack China. One call took place on October 30th, four days before the election. So it sounds like he was already setting something in motion here. Yeah. Because his his concerns were after January 6th, right? Well, he was already setting things in motion long before that. Even before the election. Second call. So he had no idea that there was even going to be this whole contested election at the time. Right. Theoretically. Theoretically, yes. But 
he was getting the ball in motion. We, we, but we do know from a previous show that they were trying to get it set up so that it would be a highly contested election. Oh yeah, obviously. So you all know, of twenty twenty was if he was in on the ground floor of that, then he knew that yeah, it's going to be a shit show, and I need to be ready because Trump's going to, you know, wag the dog. Mm. <laughs> The second call was on January 8th, less than two weeks before Biden's inauguration and two days after the insurrection at the Capitol by supporters of Trump. So I'm going to scroll down because it says Milley's office in a statement this week said his, the calls were intended to convey reassurance to the Chinese military and were in line with his responsibilities. What do you think of that? <laughs> Could you imagine sitting there, Chinese official, and all of a sudden you get a phone call and be like, hey, just want to let you know we are not going to attack you. <laughs> First of all, I'd be like, guys, he's totally going to attack us. <laughs> I would be too. Like, okay. Get get every get everybody yeah. on the phone here because they're totally going to Yeah, exactly. That would be a U.S. move. I it mean, look be. at what we did in Iraq the first time we went right, with Saddam yeah. Hussein. It's like, oh, no, you guys do what you want. What happens in the Middle yeah, East right, stays yeah, in the Middle East. Yeah. And then it happens, and then Saddam Hussein's like, Dude, you told me you weren't going to attack. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Milley spoke with a number of other military leaders around the world after the January 6th riot, including the leaders from the UK, Russia, and Pakistan. So this wasn't just a China thing. Yeah, did he tell them we weren't going to bomb them, too? I don't know. Because <laughs> it just says a description of those calls referred to several other counterparts that Milley spoke to with similar messages, similar messages of reassurance that the U.S. government was strong and in control. Could you imagine just if, if after January 6th, Trump was to call Vlad and be like, oh, don't worry, everything's under control here. Yeah, right. Obviously, that would be treason. Yeah. Just him saying right. that. Absolutely, yeah. I'm not saying it's treason. No. I'm not saying what Millie did even was necessarily right. treason. I'm saying the media would have Absolutely. jumped oh, on that. Oh, shit, yeah. They would have shit their pants and be like, dude, he just told what does he mean that, that well, everything's I, under control that yeah obviously he's got well i i was like in total shock do you remember um right before obama's uh, second election mm. and uh he leans over to the the russian president and he's like you know he thought the mic was off and he's like tell vladimir that i'll have a lot more flexibility after the election obama said that yeah holy shit you can pull it up on youtube but fucking trump was the right. obama or the the Russian the, the Russian pacifist yeah. or the Russian yeah eight, double agent right but all these people on other sides have bent over backwards for them we we know freaking Hillary Clinton's right. connections to Russia and stuff yeah, yeah. so I, it it's insane it's insane how something like this can happen on one side and then yeah. on the other side it's something totally different yeah says the second call was meant to placate Chinese fear about the events of January 6th, but the book reports that Lee wasn't as easily as assuaged, assuaged. assuaged even after Millie promised him. So he, he wasn't convinced. Yeah, he's like, okay, we all are, right. <laughs> Millie promised him, we are 100% steady. Everything <laughs> is fine, but democracy can be sloppy sometimes. How are you going to say that to a communist right, dictator? Right, like he's going to be like, oh, really? How so? <laughs> we're not we're he's how recording that works. he's recording this <laughs> yeah right and then they play it for chinese yeah, media like, <laughs> of yeah uh one of the top the very top military official of the yeah. united states saying yeah how, right. how sloppy democracy yeah right is. you got all these people protesting for freedom and he plays the general of the u.s military in like uh 
democracy's sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> so, in light of all this, because he came out and said he was working within his own, uh, like, right. the standards of his job. And he even came out and said that um, the Secretary of Defense authorized this and all this bullshit and stuff. Well, the secretary, the acting secretary of defense at the time was Miller. Um, I can't think of his first name off the top of my head. Miller something. Something okay. Miller. Okay. Um, so Secretary Miller, we'll call him. Okay. Um, it says, Politico reported that former senior defense official said Milley asked then-acting Secretary of Defense Miller for permission to make the January call, and Miller said... Milley almost certainly informed him about making the call. So, yes, he did inform almost certainly, according to Miller. Right. Yeah. He, yeah, he probably did. He kind of like, uh, kind of, you know, edged around it a little bit. Well, listen to his next statement, though, because he says he, he most likely did inform me of that call. It says later that Miller said he didn't recall later getting a detailed readout of the call. So he didn't get all those freaking oh, okay. printouts that right. we talked about. In a later statement, he said, if the reporting in Woodward's book is accurate, it represents disgraceful and unprecedented act of insubordination by the nation's top military officer. Oh, shit. So if the sec former Secretary of Defense is coming out and saying this, do you still think General Milley is still acting within his job? Right, exactly. When the SecDef is like, oh, that's an insubordination. Yeah. That's disgraceful. If all this stuff is true, right? Then, well, but that that leans credence to the fact that, like you said, they're throwing his ass under the bus, right? And I mean, General, our uh, Secretary of Defense Miller was a Trump guy, so obviously he's probably going to side more with with Trump, with Trump. But yeah, I guess Milley was appointed by Trump too, so yeah. Well, exactly, and so it, you know, it, it, it I'm, I'm sorry, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean. You have a chain of command, right? Christopher Miller. There you go. Chris Miller. So, yeah, there's a chain of command. But this article from Fox News says that uh, Christopher Miller said he did not and would not ever authorize the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, General Mark Milley, to have secret calls with his Chinese counterpart, describing them as disgraceful and unprecedented act of insubordination. Yeah. And he also called for him to resign immediately. Wow. So, again, acting within your job? Right. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Secret secret calls to a foreign entity, especially one mm. that we're supposedly, like, at odds right. with constantly. In, in a Cold War with. Yeah. That's not acting within your job, especially yeah. to say, hey, if we do plan to attack you, yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll let you know. I don't know. I, I I feel a lot of this is probably getting blown out of pr uh, proportion. Yeah. Like, maybe, at least this, these Chinese calls, maybe he was just like, like, maybe Lee called him. He's like, dude, are you guys attacking us or what? And he's like, no, stop. Yeah. It's not, let's not get carried away yeah, here. I, I'll, give, I'll let you know when we're going to attack you. Just calm down. So this isn't, this isn't uh, the main problem I have with this. Yeah. It's all of it combined. Right, like, exactly. All of General Milley's attempts to take matters into his own hands. Right. Yeah. To, you know, get the the whole, you know, network in of the Secretary of Defense together to be like, look, you know, you need to come through me for any orders. Yes. Some other things. If if you haven't connected the dots yet, General Milley is connected he had he's he's got his 
hands in all the 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 problems in the yeah. country. Yeah. In the last couple of years, General Milley was the guy in military fatigues walking right next with to Donald Trump during the the Capitol protest where they tear gassed the mm-hmm. protesters and then took the freaking photo op yeah. or whatever. And, and I can I can see him say, "No, no, Mr. President, I think this is a great idea. We'll just tear gas the protesters, get them out of the way." Well, later he said that he regretted his decision oh, there. Okay. So, sure. obviously, right. Obviously that wasn't his decision. Sure. I mean, he took matters into his own hand for right. all this other yeah. shit. You don't think he could have stepped up to the president and been like, "No, we can't tear gas right. these people right now." Yeah. No. Right, exactly. But like, uh, Mr. President, the optics on this would look really bad. So maybe we could get a picture somewhere else. The guy is a, like, he's a fucking pussy. He, he, he doesn't is. like conflict. Yeah. So he's not going to get into Trump's face and tell him exactly what he thinks. So He'll he goes behind his back. his back. Yes. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys that yeah will like be all supportive of you to your mm-hmm. face and then behind yeah. your back. Oh, he's oh, yeah. fucking crazy. This guy's you know, like got to go. Yeah. Mr. President, I think it'd be a great idea for you to address the uh, people on January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is out of his fucking mind. So, Millie also had told Trump that all the summer protests were he he called them Penny packet protest, whatever the, what the fuck, fuck that is. That? It's basically uh, downplaying these and basically saying it's it's not really that big deal. He's insisting that they weren't mobs. All they were doing was spray painting some shit. They they're not lighting this country on fire. Nothing like that. We don't need military intervention, which we both said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we don't, don't want military, yeah. military intervention that would be here. Stupid. So then he goes. So after. Saying, hey, um, the country's not burning down. This is just blah, blah, blah. It's just uh, people spray painting shit, and they're just acting out. Then turns around after January 6th and said, this is definitely an act of, like, not short of treason. This is definitely an attempted coup attempt. Is Right. Like, one, one event that, yeah, shit happened. Stuff yeah. got broken. Somebody died, a couple people died, whatever. Yeah. Whatever your theory is, your, your story, the side you take on it. One event versus a whole summer of cities being yeah. burned, businesses being burned to the ground. People being killed. People being killed. Yeah. But that's just... Uh, a a, a non an autonomous zone being set up in the middle of an <laughs> right. American city. Mm-hmm. Saying you can't fucking... Police yeah. can't, aren't allowed to come in here. Um. But that that's that's justified. So he was at the forefront of the people saying that's justified, this not justified. Right. Yeah. So all those things that comparisons we were making, it's like where we're screaming, why is this not a big deal? But this one event is such a big deal. Well, General Milley had a lot to do with that makes a lot of a that. A lot of sense. Other things he had his hands in. Let me flip my page because there's so many things. Milley in Afghanistan. He had a lot to do with all the shit we're we're seeing right now in Afghanistan. That was primarily General Milley's doing. So it doesn't surprise me. Again, a good reason probably to throw this guy under the bus. Because in July of this year, so so he was actually considered the architect of Trump's decisions, like withdrawal decisions and the the peace deals that they oh, talked sure. they made with Taliban last year and all that shit he was considered the architect of this says on this is from Wikipedia it, right from General Milley's page it says on July twenty first 
Milley reported that half of all districts in Afghanistan were under Taliban control and that momentum was sort of on the side of the Taliban. Sort of? <laughs> well, it sounds there, right, that he's saying, hey, this is getting out of hand and this yeah. could this could absolutely collapse. Yeah. So I think he was one of the ones that helped predict that the six months collapse or whatever. Then later, it says Milley denied knowing about Im- imminent fall of Kabul, having seen it or, or having. So he denied having ever seen intelligence indicating the position of the Taliban to have been stronger than believed. So up here, it says that he reported that half of the districts were under Taliban control. And then later he denied having intelligence of the Taliban's positions. Yeah, so it's bullshit. Yeah, it's just flipping yeah. where wherever he decides yeah. it is it fits the bill. Yeah. Down here, so I'll pull this I'll share this might as well. It says Milley was the architect of then President Donald Trump's future peace talks with the Taliban. Milley appeared to it says however following the new administration of President Joe Biden, Milley appeared to suggest that it would be a mistake to leave Afghanistan. <laughs> the thing he orchestrated, yeah. he is now telling the next president, this yeah. is a bad idea. Yeah. Well, aren't you the reason for this? Yeah, again. Well, Mr. President, um, no, I think that's great. We should bring our troops home. And then he gets Biden and he goes, you know, I, no, Mr. President, I, I think that would be a bad idea. <laughs> yes, but, President, but that's a great idea. <laughs> this is great. No, that's not. Oh, you don't think that's a good idea? He's an opportunist. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, He's exactly. going to take well, whatever side gets him yeah. the oh, highest when I When accolade. I said that was great, I meant like theoretically great, not like actually great. <laughs> what happened was during last year, when everything looked like it was smoothing over in the Middle East, thanks to some of these backdoor deals, right. Millie wants to get at the forefront exactly. of that and be like, oh, I want to be at the head of this when yeah. this thing, when we actually yeah. end this war. And then when it became obvious that this was going to be an imminent failure, he's like, I don't want anything yeah, to do with this. Right, I don't exactly. want, I want to be the guy that warned the president that this yeah. was a bad idea, yeah. even though I was part of what planned yep. this thing. He's yep. an opportunist. Yep, Absolutely. Says the New York Post criticized Milley for making contrary decisions during two different administrations, supporting peace talks with the Taliban during one administration and later opposing them during another. Goes on to say Milley was blamed for being incompetent and failed to provide accurate advice and information to the National Security Council regarding the current situation in Afghanistan that resulted in the bombing incident at the Kabul airport so that Suicide bombing mm-hmm. that killed 13 people. Yeah, that everybody knew was going to happen. They're kind of blaming Millie for that, too. He is really getting thrown under for yeah. all these things. <clears throat> so all the things that we don't like that are going on in the country, Millie is somehow attached it to it. doesn't surprise me. To include, like, he's the guy that brought, like, critical race theory into the military. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that—he's one of the guys that proposed that— like climate change was one of the biggest national threats to mm-hmm. security. I mean, all those things that were just like, yeah. how the fuck is this happening? Yeah. General Milley had a lot to oh, do with it. I saw a meme uh, yesterday, and it had Milley asleep on his desk with a bottle of pills that said woke on it, <laughs> and a Taliban guy taking missiles behind his back. <laughs> so I think we can blame Milley for a lot of things. I th- yeah. And they are blaming. He's... I mean, he's got to be the fall guy, right? Well, and that's it exactly. Yeah, I mean, this would not be happening to him. He's the Oliver North of the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're about due for a break. This is going to be a little bit shorter, 
when I say shorter, like we might stick with our two-hour time frame. <laughs> a little bit shorter of an episode because I'm supposed to be leaving. Yes. By the time you hear this, I will have been left already. So um, we're going to go ahead and get into a break real quick, and we're going to come back and talk about, you know, why is this a big freaking problem? And then we're going to I have some other instances I mentioned early on of other instances where throughout his presidency that they were trying to sidestep and yeah. and kind of hold Trump back because he was such a volatile person and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. um, we'll discuss a couple of those, and then we'll discuss why this happened or why we should be worried about this happening. So okay. let's get into a break, and then we'll just keep this going when we get back. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. You know what's crazy, Bill? Yes, sir. Like, you would think us doing it live, there'd be more pressure, and you'd screw up things more. I've screwed up so many things <laughs> not being live tonight. Yeah. I think I just work better under pressure. I think so, yeah. I yeah. was always that way in school. Like, I could never even think about starting an assignment until, like, the day before. And then, even in college, I was this way. Like, mm -hmm. Then I would bang out a really good oh yeah yeah I was assignment same because I work good under pressure. Yeah. If I try to sit down like a week before, it's yeah. just like it wouldn't happen. You sit there, you think about it, you yeah. overthink about it, and then, no, I just better on the spot. And yeah. so, man, I'm really struggling with this <laughs> not live episode. To reiterate once again, we are not live. <laughs> we are not. We're definitely not. not live. So I'm ha I was half te tempted to not edit anything and just leave all the mistakes in there, but <laughs> we. <laughs> We've stepped over the line of too many to yeah. be <laughs> allowable mistakes, so I'm going to have to edit some of those out. Yes. So too many wrong buttons hitting, too many wrong music. That's okay. That's ah. okay. We'll get through this. Yes. We're, we're it, getting It'll through still it. be a good show. It I is. I promise. It is. So we're talking about this book, Peril, by 
the famous or what did they call them like legendary authors costa and woodward yes yes Le- legendary <laughs> um this book peril that we're talking about general Milley and how he's single-handedly taken it upon himself to sidestep trump or yes. save, or save us from the madness yes tell all his subordinates make sure you come to me yeah don't listen to him. Come to me to yeah. save us. I even went as far and saw articles that said things like he took these steps to stop Trump from going. Oh, it yeah. stopped Trump from going to war. Like this was actually yeah. like in the works. Yeah. Yeah. It no, didn't I, say he took precautions just in case. There yeah. were some articles that were like he actually stopped yeah. World War Three. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And I I mean I saw people saying he, he should get a medal of honor for this. <laughs> a medal of honor. Yes. If you're a medal of honor recipient, if which most of them are dead. Yes. Right. But yeah. if you're alive and a medal of honor recipient, what do you think about that? Like what's your opinion? <laughs> Of General Milley receiving a Medal of Honor for these heroic actions he yeah. took to stop World War Three. Yeah, I you know I, I could see him being put up for a Nobel Peace Prize for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wouldn't surprise me at all, at all. So the reason, one of the reasons why this is a problem, because there's this whole concept. That the U.S. military is controlled by the civilian population. So when, that's why the president's not a general. Mm -hmm. That's why there are actually laws out there that state that um, some of these certain, like, cabinet positions, like the Secretary of Defense, Mm -hmm. have to have seven years out of the military. So they're, like, kind of demilitarized by the time they've been... (laughs) They've been put back into the civilian world and understand like the civilian, like how civilians I, operate. I, I, I've never seen a retired military man be demilitarized. No, I haven't either. But still, it just... mean, my 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 dad has has been out now since two thousand three, <laughs> and he still gets up at the crack of dawn. So I don't though. So <laughs> there's your example. Okay. I don't fold my clothes. I don't iron my pants. Nothing like that. So. I guess you're you're invalidated there. I, I guess so. So here's an opinion post called Civilian Control of the Military is Vital. And this has nothing to do with General Milley. This is just talking about this concept of civilian control of the military. Right. And this is where we're going to get into some stuff that will probably piss you off. Yeah, and this is the stuff you're hiding from me. Yes. Okay. So this article is from the New York Times. Of course. But it's an opinion piece, like I said. Yes. So, let me share this. It says, Joe Biden ran for the White House promising to restore the norms that protected American democracy, which had badly eroded under President Trump. Among... <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. All right, go we got to start there. <laughs> we got to set the scene here. I'm, I'm glad he, he's saving American democracy. Yes. Among the most worrisome is the erosion of the principle... So, so the erosion of democracy... And then Biden can get up and mandate around the Constitution. Yeah, so, right. But Absolutely. He's restoring the norms to protect democracy, yes. obviously. Thank, thank God. Among the most wor- worrisome is the erosion of the principle that the military should be led by a civilian and those in uniform kept separate from partisan politics. I can see why that's— It makes sense. A good thing. To a point. Yes. That's why it, it was 
discordant to see Mr. Biden announce his nomination of retired Army four-star general who has not been out of the military for seven years, which is the period required by law to be his secretary of defense. So, but you can get waivers for that stuff. Right, absolutely. So, you can get waivers or anything. No, I, you can because this will go on to say Trump did that for General Mattis. Oh, Mad gotcha. Dog Mattis. Remember gotcha. him? Yep, I remember Mad Dog. In a speech on Wednesday explaining his choice, Mr. Biden described how he forged a relationship of trust with General Lloyd Austin in Iraq. When was Biden in Iraq? He, he was not. I mean, maybe he went there for, like, a USO trip or something. Yeah, yeah. He described General Austin as loved by members of the armed forces, respected by allies, and feared by adversaries. Here's the real reason. It's not because he fell in love with them in Iraq. If confirmed, General Austin would become the first black man to serve as Uh, Secretary of Defense. Boom, checking the box. I'm sorry. I I believe in diversity at all levels of the government in all jobs. But when that is your main qualifier, that Mm -hmm. should offend you. Yeah. If they say, hey, we're making this guy because it's time for a black man. That means. Yeah. You should take that as, well, don't all my other qualifications. What about Colin Powell? Was he he secretary of defense? I don't know. I, I thought he was. Am I, am I, I wrong know. on that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. we got to look shit up again because we didn't do our research. Mm. Four-star general has served as 60—he was Secretary of State. Oh, okay. Come All on, right. Bill. Come Sorry. on, Bill. My bad. My bad. <sighs> We're uneducated fucks around here. Yes. So, first black man to serve—like uh, I was saying, I would be like, well, what— what about all my other qualifications? <laughs> yeah, know? right. Nobody's right. pointing out all these other thirty-year veteran, th- uh, been overseas, did uh, five tours in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> Says Mr. Biden wrote about his decision in the Atlantic, but has offered little to explain why today's particular circumstance merit asking Congress for a waiver from the federal law that requires a cooling-off period after active military service. There's a good reason for this law that I fully understand and respect, Biden said, speaking alongside General Austin. He went on to say that the general should get a waiver because this moment in history calls for it. Wow. <laughs> wow. He just spelled it out right there. Because yes, it calls for it. Yeah. And, and Okay. What does General Austin say? <laughs> General Austin says, I, I come to this role as a civilian leader, but... More than four decades of military service doesn't fade in four years. That's the the author saying that. Not like he says I'm coming oh, as a civilian. Austin doesn't say that. Okay. No. Then the author says more than four decades of military service doesn't just fade in four years. So right. he can say that all he wants. Yeah. During times of political instability, it is tempting to lean on steady hand of military leaders who have been trained to float above politics. That's why Congress voted in Listen to this. You remember when General Mattis was was appointed, yeah. and we're all like, oh, yay, finally a guy with some balls in right, there. Yeah. Like, a military guy with some balls in I didn't yes. even know about the seven-year rule at I didn't the either. time. But it's just like, oh, so there's a military right. man that actually has a pair yeah. that will stand up yeah. to, to other countries. Yeah. Listen to this. That's why Congress voted in 2017 to allow General Mattis, a retired Marine Corps four-star general, to serve as Mr. Trump's Secretary of Defense. Even though he had only Wait, been out for 2007? four years. 2007? 2017, sorry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Even though he had only been out for only four years, the same amount of time as General Austin. Here you go. 
Congress granted General Mattis a waiver of that requirement because many people, including this editorial board, saw the election of Mr. Trump as an emergency that demanded extraordinary measures. Hmm. So they wanted a military guy right. to be able to sidestep who had the balls to sidestep the president right. and fight this emergency of yeah. Donald Trump being elected, hmm. democratically elected. Right. Yeah. Protecting democracy right, because from this emergency of a democratically elected president. Yeah. So that's why General Mattis was put in. Okay. That's crazy. General Mattis was viewed as a check on a chaotic and uninformed president. Before Mattis, the only retired general to be granted a waiver was General or George Marshall in 1950. What do you think about that statement? About that, I'm I believe it. Oh, I believe too. it too. Yeah, that, but looking at that versus like our sentiment towards, oh, that's yeah, awesome. They're putting this guy balls. with the balls in there, and yeah. he was only put in there because. They were afraid of Trump, Donald Trump, the president. Yeah. yeah. So they had to keep him in check with General Mattis. That's crazy. So Jack Reed, a Rhode Island senator who served as top Democrat on the Armed Service Committee, declared at the time of Mattis's confirmation that waiving the law, waiving the law, which is what it is, mm-hmm. should only ha- should happen no more than once in a generation. Well, first of all, waiving the law shouldn't really happen at all. No, no, it shouldn't. But he's saying it should only happen right. once in a generation. Yeah. He voted in favor of Mattis. So that tells me, that's what tells me that that was actually their fear mm-hmm. and why they put right. allowed Mattis to get in. Yeah. It was that that desperate of a situation this that emergency they needed Mattis there. Yeah. For a Democrat to say, hey, we'll, we'll waive the law this time, yeah. but I'm not going to do this anymore right. yeah. in my life is what he said. Yeah. Says now, President-elect Biden is asking Senator Reid to go back on his promise and is putting putting in a tough spot members of his own party who voted against the Mattis nomination because of the waiver. So this is yeah, months ago, but, but this is because you know it, it's the right time in history for it. So. Right, 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 right. I mean, the first time it was emergency. This yeah. is because uh, history it was, calls for it. History calls for it. So it goes on to say, General Mattis served the nation at a tumultuous time. But what was once a rare exception is fast becoming a rule. The correct, the current acting Secretary of Defense, Christopher Miller, the guy we talked about, yes, uh, retired from the Army in 2014 and worked for two years a, as a defense contractor. If this continues, so he wasn't out seven years either. Yeah, right. If this continues, military brass will soon be jockeying for the top job even before they retire. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And. Again, you're setting that standard. Exactly. I mean, they did it with Trump. Yep. They did it with Trump from yeah. what it's not. It wasn't that they're not even saying, well, Trump did this by allowing this yeah. and, and waiving the the law. Trump, they're not even blaming Trump. They yeah. are saying, we did this. We did this. We had to do this. Yeah, it was an emergency. And now we're doing it again. For history. For history. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's as good a reason as any to install somebody. Oh, yeah. General Austin's nomination so soon after the nomination of General Mattis shows that granting a waiver to General Mattis was a mistake. Okay? Again, this goes back to what we warn people all the time. If you do it, if something happens to the other side, expect it to happen yeah. to you. Exactly. So it's just like, oh, shit, we did this. We allowed this once because it was necessary for against this emergency. It says what's unique about the moment Okay, so it goes on to say that um, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki um, 
released a statement Tuesday, so whenever this was, so this was back when he was nominating his people, um, that Biden believes General Austin is the right leader for this unique moment, a moment that will require deep experience with every level of the U.S. military. So they're, they're probably playing off the grounds of, like, the January 6th thing, too, saying, oh, this is a mer- military yeah. emergency, too. Yeah. Goes on to say, which this person actually has some common sense, this New York Times person. Yeah. I don't know if he works for it, but because this is uh, an op-ed, an opinion yeah. piece. But it says, what's unique about this moment isn't the admittedly formidable military challenges the country faces, which have existed for more than a decade, but rather it's domestic challenges. Mm. So they're bringing it to mm-hmm. domestic terrorism. But he's saying this is a bad thing to get the military so much control when this is a domestic thing. So now yeah. we're pitting the military against the people. Yeah, right. Which, I mean, I kind of saw that coming. Yeah, obviously. Says for four years, President Trump blurred the lines by placing retired generals in a host of civilian roles and threatening to use Trumps in America or troops, not Trumps. Mm. Oh, can you imagine a bunch that of little Trumps? Be, no, that would be horrible. In American cities, healthy democracies require a division of labor between military leaders who are trained to follow orders and win battles, and civilian ones who are tasked but with asking hard questions. It, it bit Trump in the ass, though. Oh, it did. Because Absolutely. None of those generals were yes men none of them followed right. suit and he ended up getting rid of them yeah so even mattis yeah yeah but basically what it's saying is the military is trained for military action right. like everything comes down to military action right. like that's their first yeah and first as, response. as it should be as it should be yeah but when you're putting them in top places in the right. u.s civilian court yeah, or yeah, in the U.S. government, putting them in those top decision-making positions, yeah. their first response is going to be right. military action, not diplomacy, not right. whatever. Like we talked about, like our soft weapons and right. stuff, like yeah. diplomacy. Right. No, when you're putting these military guys in these positions, yeah. it makes it really easy for military decisions to happen. Yeah, and it makes it gives them this, puts them in this position where they can be like, you know. I feel it is my duty as a military person to protect this country by doing... Like, it just opens the door for, like, yeah. military coup and shit like that. Yeah. It says, the path America is on puts the nation in the company... Okay, let me backtrack. Sorry, I highlighted the wrong spot. It says, a global study of defense ministries from 1960s to 2000s found that in democratic countries, active duty or retired military officers... officers serve at the helm in only about 10% of the cases, according to Peter White, the author of the study. So, study from 1960s to 2000. They mm-hmm. study democratic countries. Only 10% of those countries in those years had active or retired military officers serving the highest sure. positions. So it says, the path America is on puts us puts the nation in the company of new or transitional transitioning democracies and autocratic countries. So we're in that bottom 10%, yeah. heading towards like the transitioning from a de- democracy to an autocracy. But what would you say about, I mean, some of the military men that have become president have been some of the best presidents we've had. Well, yeah, but they, they've had that distance from the military they, yeah. they've they've gone on and done like uh, right been involved the in part, the civilian yeah. world 
Yes, they they have military. I I understand. I think president should have some kind of military. Well, I do too. If you're going to send men into war, you should have an understanding yes. of what war is. But I also see the importance of having a civilian having a over separation. That. Yeah, not. I mean, could you imagine just having a military general as the leader of? United no, States? No. <laughs> no, because everything would be a war. Well, it'd be like having a CEO as president where you expect what you the orders you give to be followed no matter what, no without yeah. question. Yeah. You know. Right. I mean, which is what we had with Trump. Right. <laughs> or you're fired. You're fired. Exactly. Um Who needs you? Yeah, it's just like it like the scariest governments are the ones that got overthrown by the military, and then yeah. the military is now in control. Right. And you kind of see it headed that direction when the top military guy can say, eh, I don't have to follow this guy, the president. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't have to. I, I, I single-handedly took this in my hands because I, I felt that yeah. there was an emergency. I mean, how far, much further can you push that and be like, you know what, I felt... Like, the military could not control the president. Because he literally said, I yeah. felt that the military could not control the president. Right. So I fucking shot him. Yeah. You know? Like, right. where does right. it go? Yeah. Like, the only way, if you feel you couldn't, like, there's no way you could yeah. legit, or I, I, we locked up the president. We yeah. threw him in the brigade. Yeah. Or the stockade, whatever. Right. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can use that and go anywhere you want. If you're making those right. on your own, decisions because you felt that the country and democracy was at risk, so you had to take it into your own hand. Yeah. I mean, but, loosen a little bit of a screw in his head. But, but and, I, I, again, this, this isn't Nazi Germany where they felt like they had to take Hitler out. I mean, no. this is... Well, it is. That, that, well, that's I, but, what they portrayed I know that, as. I know that, but... Right, I mean, that's exactly what they're going for. Millie even yeah. said all this, like, Nazi language no, about No, I, I know, I know him. that. But, but again... We have steps in the Constitution to take care of this in the light of day, mm-hmm. full open of, of everything, and and instead he's deciding to go Nazi Germany. Millie called January six a Reichstag moment. <laughs> See, <laughs> Millie called all the protesters Nazis. I mean, he he yeah. fully believed this was Nazi Germany under Trump. Yeah. Yeah. But so, you know, is this something where he always felt Trump was was Nazi was Hitler and that it was going to be his job to take him out if if things went over the edge or is he playing to political theater? Is he playing to the the audience? Oh, he's he's an opportunist, like right, I said. Exactly. Like right now like he saw the writing on the walls like towards the end of the election mm-hmm. cycle and he's like it's time to jump ship motherfuckers exactly. it's time to get out of here yeah so he's not doing it as some noble gesture to save america he's doing it because he's an opportunist and he saw the writing on the wall so <laughs> trump's rebuttal of this guy is because mattis and one of his other secretaries Wanted some Air Force general instead of General <laughs> Milley. And they kept pushing for this and going through all this stuff. Trump said later, like after all this came out, Trump said the only reason he picked Milley was because one of the secretaries, I don't think it was Mattis, it was the other one, and Obama liked that Air Force guy 
and he wanted to stick it to them. Does that not sound like Donald that, Trump to you? Totally Trump. He's yes. like, I just wanted to yeah. stick it to these motherfuckers. Yeah. And no, so, <laughs> and it came back and and bit him in the bit ass. him in the ass as usual. Yep. So, yeah. How scary of a precedent does this set? Like, yeah. Like I said, loosen one of the screws a little more in Millie's head. Yeah. To right. the point where it's like, guys, this guy just got has to go. Yeah. And we can't control him. Let's take the motherfucker yeah, out. Right. Or yeah. um, let's take him out and I'll hold that position for now because yeah. somebody's got to hold that position right. and who can hold it better than right. I mean, this is a military I mean, there's there's obviously yeah. a coup forming right now with these yep. Nazis. So <clears throat> yeah. we need to put military personnel in yeah. charge. I mean, it turns like I said, they they use basically mm-hmm. a coup to prevent yeah. a supposed coup. And so then, you know, because he spoke with Pelosi, he gets out and on a microphone. He's like, uh, we saw the dangers of the president. We saw where he was going. He had to be um, taken out. And so, um, Madam President, I, I gladly uh, hand the um, office over to you. I could see that, too. Absolutely. And <laughs> I don't know. It's freaking nuts just to think about. But, but that that puts us right there with Haiti. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that kind of thinking is, I mean, we are one step away from a third world coup. Well, we are. We absolutely are. And, and we have been for the last four years. Because these people just take it on themselves yes. to do whatever they want because they feel like it was the right thing to do. Yeah. But, but, but there are ways to do the right thing to do. Like, yeah. for example, um, we meant to talk. I don't think we ever got to talk about this one. This guy that back in the Syria days. God, where did my fucking article go? Back in the Syria days of Trump's administration, they came out like people came out and flat out lied to Trump, say, saying that we had less people in Syria or lied about the numbers we had in Syria right. to keep Trump from pulling more people out of Syria because that's what they thought was best, right. yes. not what Trump thought yeah. was best. I got the article here. It says senior administration officials lied to Trump about troop levels so he wouldn't pull out of Syria. And this guy bragged about it just yeah. like all the rest of them do. Right. This is Jim Jeffrey, the United States retiring special representative to Syria. So he's not a military guy, but he's— same same scenario, right. like top brass up there thinking that they know it's best, so yeah. they're going to go around the chain of command yeah. and do what they want. It says, confirmed Thursday that he and other senior administration officials routinely misled President Donald Trump on troop levels in the Middle East. Jeffrey, speaking to Defense One, explained how despite Trump's stated promise to withdraw America from endless Middle Eastern engagements— he was able to convince the president to commit to keeping anywhere between 200 and 400 troops in the region in 2019 to secure oil fields held by U.S. allies. Goes on to say, we were always playing shell games to make clear to our leadership how many troops we had there. So basically, we're, we're lying to his face mm-hmm. on how many troops we had yeah. there. Yeah. And when, bragging about it. When the situation in northeast Syria had been fairly stable after we defeated ISIS— Trump was inclined to pull out. In each case, we then decided to come up with five better arguments for why we needed to stay, and we succeeded both times. That's the story. Yeah, you succeeded because you told him we had less than You're we did. You're lying to you him. You said we had two to 400 troops, yeah. and we had like 2,000 troops there. 
Jim Scudo, CNN's chief national security correspondent, tweeted that the senior Defense Department officials told him similar stories when interviewed for his book, The Madman Theory. If you look at his tweets, they were definitive about leaving, he wrote Friday, quoting a passage from the book. And then we didn't leave, and now we haven't left. We're still there, and that's a good thing. Now it's a good thing. When Trump was wanting to pull out, it was a good thing. Right. Jeffrey, who publicly opposed Trump's foreign policy before joining the administration in 2018, did praise Trump during his interview with Defense One. He claimed that Trump's modest approach to the Middle Eastern policy was far more effective than that of either former President George Bush and Barack Obama. Nobody really wants to see President Trump go among all our allies in the Middle East. The truth is President Trump and his policies are quite popular among all our popular states in the region. Name me one that's name me one that's not happy. So he's an opportunist too. He's yeah, yeah, he's, he's sucking Trump's, Trump's di- dick yeah. on one side, but then blatantly lying mm-hmm. to him on the other, just calling the shots. Yeah, going a, lying to the president of the United States to keep yeah. troops where he thinks they need to be. Yeah, and that's all it really has to say about that. But you know, they, this goes along with this whole narrative that. Trump is, again, Hitler. He's the devil. He's Mm. this ultimate evil. And whatever steps that they take is for the ultimate good of the country. And like you said, it sets dangerous president. It's a slippery slope, whatever phrase you want to use. But it puts them into saying, well, yeah, he was democratically elected, but... But he doesn't need to call the shots. He, yeah, and, and you know what? We we really know better. Mm-hmm. You know, we know better for the American people. So you know, we're we we're gonna put the president in that we think is the best. Well, this Jeffrey guy, Wikipedia says, was among 50 Republican national security officials who, in 2016, signed a letter stating Donald Trump wasn't qualified to be president and commander in chief and would put our country at country's national security and well-being at risk. So would not be voting for him. So he's giving him lip service later Mm -hmm. on. But from the very beginning, he said, oh, this guy can't make decisions for our national security. Um, So he made that decision from day one that he was going to take matters into his own hand. Again, this is a scary spot that we sit in when we have these checks and balances worked out. We have... Trust the system. They don't trust the system. Yeah, procedures worked out. I guess, you know, when we say, like, last week we said it's time for Biden to go, are we, I mean, are we saying the same thing, though? Are we doing the same thing? Well, no, because, again, there's a system in place. And I I think that the the system needs to, to be allowed to work, but... When you have, like you said, Biden is, is looking for ways around the Constitution. You have Milley who said, fuck the Constitution. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go around and, and hit my boys. And you got Jeffries who's like, well, we'll just lie to the president because he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, the difference, is, I was going to say, Biden is working around the system. Mm-hmm. So it's time for him to go. These guys are trying to work around the system to take out the president. Yeah. It, that's that's the yeah. difference. It's again, we don't want you working around the constitution. Yeah. And, and again, the the thing is that they don't trust the system, right? They they don't trust the constitution. They don't trust the the checks and balances put in place, and so they feel like they need to go above and beyond. 
And, and that's the problem right now. Nobody – these guys have probably never even read the Constitution, you know, <laughs> and but, and so they don't even know what's in there. They're like, oh, shit, we could have done that? I didn't know <laughs> right. that. Right. So I guess that leads to the question, why is all this coming out now? Right. And I've got three theories, I guess, that we could discuss. The first one is everyone right now is calling Biden a tyrant. Yeah. Like everyone is coming out. Like Biden's poll numbers are crashing through the floor. Ever since this mandate, everybody's like, well, you thought Trump was a tyrant. Look at Biden. So now everybody's like pointing back and being like, oh, you think I'm a tyrant? This guy was uh, he was going to nuke China. He was going to go to war with China. We had to actually take military steps like, you know, to yeah. to kind of remind everybody how much they thought Trump was a tyrant. Yeah, to, right, right, right. To kind of <clears throat> convince us that Biden's not a tyrant with these vax mandates. Right. So so we got to compare the two. Keep, Absolutely. I mean, that's all we're going to do for four years. Every yeah. time somebody comes out and says, Biden's a shitty president, they're going to be yeah. like, do you remember Trump? Yeah, Trump you, was worse. Trump was Trump bad. Trump was worse. Trump was bad man. Yeah. Do you want Trump? Yeah. We if we didn't have Biden, we'd have Trump. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> I had someone this week kind of call out and be like, "Hey, you know, you you think Biden's an author, um, authoritarian? Remember how fascist Trump was?" It's oh. like, but yeah, he said a lot of things. Yeah. But, but how many things did he actually do? Right. Exactly. I mean, and the media said that he said a lot of yeah, things. Yeah. Right. And the exactly. media twisted a lot of things that yeah. he said. And he did say a lot of stupid shit. And he did shit. tweet stupid shit. He's tweeted a lot of stupid shit. He did a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. But, but he never mandated vaccines and, for... And he never, I mean, he did lock down the economy, which... Well, he did, and, but I still think... Well, he left that up to the states to do. Yeah, but... Uh, that was one of the, the the big things against him, is that he, he didn't force the states to yeah. lock down. But, I mean... I mean, he was he wasn't a great president. I'll, no, I'll give him no. that. But no, he's Biden not even is the just top a quieter 40. time tyrant. Those are the worst, ty- the scariest exactly. tyrants, the quiet, like feeble yeah. ones that like rise to power. It's just like, how did this old, crusty old guy, yeah, get to this spot? Right, yeah, the one that's you know, sneaking young girls into his his Oval Office, you <laughs> know, and under the cover of night. Yes, and, and again. It, it, and I don't remember. I mean, Trump, Trump was a narcissist. We, I think we agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. He's but, definition of a narcissist. Yeah, exactly. So we, we all know, you know, the, the guy was a shithead. But when you get Biden out there, again, thumping his, saying, I'm the president and I have the authority to do this. I mean, that's that's a problem. Yeah. And it's the same thing as Trump coming out and saying, law and order. Right. It's just yeah. like, I am the law. It's just like, dude, you're. You're not, making yourself look like a shithead. Yeah, you're not Judge Dredd. <laughs> yeah. My second theory is something's about to go down. Something's about some information is about to come out. Maybe something bad against Biden. Something on the January sixth report's going to come out that maybe makes it not look as bad as they're playing oh, it sure. to be. Or maybe Trump's going to announce that he's running for president. Something's going to come out, and they're yeah. trying to get ahead of it by making Trump, reminding us all that Trump's the bad man. Yeah. Like, and bringing up all this information that none of us were privy to. You th- Like, why was none of this made public? If this was that yeah. big a deal, it's why was none of this year. made public yeah. until now, until this? Oh, 
well, because of a book deal. <laughs> yeah. How much you think right. these people are getting paid for the shit? How much you think General yeah. Milley got paid for his yeah. interview? Right, exactly. And when money's on the table, yeah. I mean, could you imagine being the journal? Well, yeah, we've sat on this for a year, but you got to buy the book to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a matter of national security, but read yes. the book. It's like when, oh, what's his name? Child actor. Um, Corey Feldman. Okay. Corey Feldman. <laughs> when he's like, oh, yeah. I've got all this information about all these people, yeah. and it's bad, and it's going to be big, but give me a bunch of money to read. Yeah. Give me millions of dollars to make this documentary about it. Yeah. And then I'll tell you. It's yeah. like. Right. Dude, why don't just just tell us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it's that bad, if sh- it's that big, expose it all now. Yeah, right. You don't need to make a big production yeah. out of this. But money was involved, so it became yeah, a bigger right. th- And then But then he loses credibility. Well, that's what I was going to say. And then that that just waters down yeah. his story because everybody's like you're just doing this for publicity yeah. and money. Right. And right. when you're waiting for this big book deal to come out, then you're watering down. If this actually did happen, yeah. You're watering it down because half the people are going to be like, you're just doing this for, for the money and publicity of it, for your book deal. Yeah. Otherwise, General Milley would have came out after after Joe Biden took office. He would have come out and be like, oh, that was a close one. Yeah, right. You have no idea yeah. what I had to yeah. go through yeah. to keep China from being nuked. Yeah. right. And from us going to war yeah. with the entire world. And, and that's what I'm saying. If it was that big of a deal, why wasn't he you know, out there with... Pelosi with with Pence with whoever, you know, in the spotlight saying, "Look, this guy's got to go. He's yeah. dangerous. Right. We're on the precipice of war. We we need to we need to get him out of here because he wanted to be the hero. Yeah. Oh, he I wanted know that. to be the hero yes. of his action movie. He yeah. wanted to be like the Olympus Olympus has fallen type action yeah. movie where oh, he's yeah. running through <laughs> the White House to stop the president from yeah. single handedly nuking another country. Yeah. Like, like you said, he's an opportunist. He's watched too much Jack Bauer. <laughs> Yeah, he, he wanted to be that guy. The third idea. So that one was they're trying to get ahead of some something and make with this really tabloid type yeah. story. They want to get ahead of something. So like if Trump was to come out and announce presidency, they can be like, look, he was he was fucking crazy. Remember yeah. we reported on that last oh, yeah. week? Yeah. My third thought I don't even think I would have thought of it except when you brought up this concept last week with Biden, you had posed the question, do you think there's a possibility that maybe he's trying to rile up the right side again? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. We talked about how they they were saying that Trump was going to form this wag the dog scenario where Mm. he was going to provoke something big. Well, who's to say that they're not trying to provoke the far right radicals again, yeah. the extremists or whatever to because again, they've been pretty quiet for right. a while, but in a one week you have Biden coming out and saying I I'm going to go around the constitution, fuck your yeah. fuck your freedoms, it's all about safety, and then less than a week later this this bombshell drops that says um this this general Milley guy like went completely around Donald Trump and like yeah. uh, basically like I mean all the rights calling for his head calling right. it treason yeah, and right. um, that's going to get these people riled back up yeah if if anything it's it's to spark this this event or or to have reason like we said last week for a false flag or something yeah. so we can 
do it like tighten up laws or like yeah. well enact this the Patriot Act 2.0 that right. we talked about months ago and yeah. because we haven't really had reason to do that yeah and so that would be like oh we got to crack down on these people yeah. I mean they're just provoking right and and it's all leading up to the big rally tomorrow yes didn't even know until today looking into yeah. the stuff there's a big rally in DC tomorrow for this January 6th yeah justice for January 6th yeah for for the the people who are being tried yeah. for January 6th there's a rally there yeah I don't know about you, but it it, it kind of <laughs> seems. Do you do you ever watch the Disney uh, uh, Robin Hood with the fox? Yes, yeah, it was one of my favorites. And, and so they they the sheriff Nottingham captures a bunch of uh, collaborators that he knows of, and he puts a big announcement out that they're going to hang everybody in town square because he knows it's going to bring Robin Hood in. Yep. Doesn't that kind of seem like this? Well, even disillusioned narcissist Trump is saying, this is a setup, guys. Don't yeah. do this. It's a setup. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know if he's going that far, but he is calling it a setup. And he, he ba- what he did say, though, was um, if people don't show up, they're going to say it's lack of spirit. If they do show up, they're going to all be harassed. I think it's yeah. more than that. It's, I think so. Uh, it's a setup, just like January 6th was kind yeah. of a setup. Absolutely. Like, you get a bunch of people that are pissed off, and then... You provoke them more. Like, there are theories out there that people showed up in black vans and just like yeah. pushed their way to the front of a, what was kind of a, a tension filled protest, right. but right. it was a peaceful protest. Yeah. Pushed their way to the front and then got things kicked yeah. off. Yeah. Who's to say that's, I mean, people are pissed off still about this. They're yeah. having a rally about it. Yeah. And for Trump himself to be like, this is a setup, guys. Yeah. Like, you can't be this stupid yeah, this time. You right. can't be stupid twice. Yeah, right. Know? Yeah, don't fall for it twice. Yeah, fool me once. What did George Bush say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fool me once and shame on me. Fool me twice and you can't fool the fooler. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> don't be fooled twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. What the hell? Mm. Shh. Be quiet. So... You think this is set up? I I I think it, it seems pretty obvious to be honest. I mean, they're, they've <laughs> been pushing, <laughs> they've been, they've been pushing the this whole domestic terrorist thing for the last year since January sixth about how it's the biggest threat and and you know how you know they're coming out and we talked about how they're they're <laughs> just poking the bear now. They're, they, right. And then this last week, everything you just said, you know, they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and. And of course, it's leading up to this rally, and and yeah, I I can totally see it's perfect place for a false flag. Well, then you got so once this exclusive interview with Trump says this is set up, guys. But then you got like you had told me MSNBC was saying how Trump is full support of this thing right, right. and pushing his people to go there. That's first of all, that's bullshit, obviously. Yeah. Second of all, that like people hear, oh, Trump wants me to go to this thing. Right. On one side, they're going to hear, oh, Trump wants me to go to this thing. I'm going to go. Yeah. On the other side, you got the people that are like, all these fucking crazy Trump supporters are going to do it again. Yeah. It's going to happen again. Yeah. And so you're setting this this stage up for this thing. Yeah. And then when they get there, they're already saying, oh, the Capitol Police are on high alert, and yeah. the National Guard is ready to and to be deployed. False flag set up, like staged yeah. false yeah. flag. Yeah. And even if it's not a false flag, a staged something. Yeah. Something. I, I mean, what, what what happens if if 
it's like the um, what was the the college in Ohio, right? Where right. Um, you know the student protest, and then some soldiers ended up shooting into the crowd and killing some students. This is back in the sixties. Mm. I mean, same type of thing. You know, some right wingers are pushing. So, you know, tensions are high. Capital right. cut police or National Guard ends up shooting into the crowd. Uh, yeah, who the whole who shot first scenario? Right. right. I mean, all you got to do is you get tension with Capitol Police on one side, tension with mm. the rioters on the other side. All somebody has to really do is walk in and shoot a gun in the yeah, air and right. walk away. Yeah. Everything goes nuts. Yeah. It happens all the all time. All the time. You see it in movies constantly. Yeah. Like the shot heard yeah. around the world. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> nobody knows who yeah. shot that first shot. Yeah. But... It could be an old Buick backfiring and everything. You know? <laughs> People don't watch enough movies. Apparently not. So <laughs> keep your Buick out of the damn capital. So you think this Millie stuff ties into maybe that rally tomorrow, like getting well, yeah. people. Putting just a little more fuel on that fire before well, and, this event. I mean, we talked last couple of weeks that the the boots on the ground do not have any faith in or confidence in the brass right mm-hmm. now, and so and, and a lot of them are are blaming them for everything that's happening in Afghanistan. Yeah, you know they're they're blaming them for the the bomb, you know the the suicide bombing at the airport and stuff, and so it, it again it's just fuel on the fire. It's leading mm-hmm. up to a clash, and like you said, you know, some of the biggest people that would be considered domestic terrorists are p- probably veterans that had been in, in Afghanistan right. and feel burned by what's going on. Right. So we're gonna wrap this up. Why should we care about this General Milley stuff? It's a dangerous president for military leaders. That's like our go-to. I know, and I for, hate saying that I do too, word, but, it's but I true. can't think of another word. It's a hundred percent true. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I, I feel like Bernie Sanders. When <laughs> unprecedented. This is this is precedented. It's, it's a bad precedent <laughs> exactly. for a bad preced, president. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But when you have military leaders taking matters in their own hands, yes, you know, we don't want. A political, partisan military. No. That is where it gets way fucking dangerous. When you have a partisan military, that turns to like, you're you're talking like brown shirts now. Right, right, exactly. Like when, when the military starts playing politics and starts doing, like, yeah. Doing well, their own thing because of their yeah, politics. And, and we saw that. With, we've seen that with the FBI. Yeah. I mean, okay. putting, um, what was his name? That Peter Strzok. That the freaking guy that like it was all part of the whole Trump stuff and how oh, he's yeah. just like we can't have this guy in office. We yes, saw his yes. like text messages right. with his girlfriend. Yeah. He's like, we're gonna do everything we can yeah. to make this guy not the president. Yeah. And that was FBI guy. Yeah. And it's just like Right. That you're taking matters into your own hand to skirt yeah. Constitution. Yeah. You're taking like people scream that Donald Trump, oh, he was going to sidestep the Constitution and overthrow yeah. and um, the whole like electoral college thing. He's going to yeah. sidestep the electoral college. He's calling for the. But then on the other side, they're like, we can't have this guy. We're going to do everything we can I mean, in our power as the FBI, as the military, or what, what I, have I mean, you. How dangerous is it when you have people that take an oath to defend the Constitution against threats, foreign and domestic? Don't trust the Constitution, so they go around it. Well, they they take that oath to protect the Constitution from foreign domestic. Well, then when you start saying that Donald Trump's a f- domestic, right, terrorist, terrorist or, or domestic problem, right, then they can be like, well, I was defending the Constitution right. because he's 
He's, but they skirt around the Constitution well, yeah, to do it. Obviously. And that's the problem. Yeah. It's like there are steps. There are ways to take him out. Yeah. If you want to take him out, that's what the 25th Amendment is for. Right, exactly. If he was so clearly that batshit yeah. crazy in his last days. And, and how much more legitimate would it be right. if they actually said, hey, we're invoking the 25th Amendment because this guy is batshit crazy. Right. And, and you know, then they actually have an honest trial and everything. And right. Instead of, instead of going behind his back and calling China and being like, hey, our president's kind of crazy, but hey, I'll give you a heads up if he wants to attack yeah. you. And it's things like that. It's all those like shady things that make the conspiracy theorists or the people on the right or the people on the left, which the opposite side, say you're doing something wrong yeah. here. Yeah. That's why it leads me to believe more that they're trying to provoke yeah. because they know that, that doing that instead of – they know that coming out and being forthright and being like, we got to get this guy out of here. He's crazy. Yeah, They know – that would go mm -hmm. a lot further with a lot of people. Yes, yeah. that would still piss off people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you'd still go through the steps that were set exactly. up. Exactly. But to come out and go around it, yes, you're going to get people on the left that are like, you're damn right we need to take them out. Yeah. Good good job. Yeah. But then if it happened the other way around, they'd be like, this is this is mutiny. This right. is yeah. treason or right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have half the people that are against it. So yeah. that's you know that doing yeah. it. So that's why it tells me. It's a provocative thing mm -hmm. to spark an event, to divide us, to cause a civil war or right. cause a, a reason to impose martial law or a reason to um, ramp up the, the Patriot Act even harsher and uh, give away with more of our rights and be able to surveil us even further yeah. because of this next event or the next one following that or just the the threat of an event because even even if nothing happens tomorrow yeah with all this shit coming hopefully out it doesn't hopefully not when this is released something may have shit. already happened fuck damn it. damn it it always happens that way it's always it the next day i know that's why we went shit. to live streaming <laughs> even if nothing happens though with all this provocative stuff coming out they could easily step up and say hey there's all this talk going on on the airwaves on the the, the interwebs of all these terrorist cells yeah. that are plotting this and this so we got to crack down on these people so yeah. they can use even just their um, own provocative i mean they provocation. could even come out and, and on on sunday or, or saturday night and be like yeah we stopped a major attack <laughs> right i mean we got we got all kinds of stuff that was going to yeah. happen they and, could say and we whatever stopped the fuck it. they want oh, yeah right and, and if it, you say anything against it they can be oh that's just information oh yeah right so, right right yeah i guess i mean this is one event and again this is like we said with the vax mandate it's not about the vaccine it's about yeah. what this leads to right this one event sure you may have thought the guy was batshit crazy but the steps you took what does that lead to because mm -hmm. the next guy could say He's batshit crazy. Yeah. I'm going to shoot him in the fucking head. Right. And or, you gave Millie a, a medal for it, so shit. Yeah. <laughs> or this guy's crazy, or th the several of these people are crazy, so we need the military to come in yeah. and lock down the Capitol right. and shut shut Congress out of the Capitol because right. they're yeah. all crazy. Exactly. Have you met Pelosi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, like, you can't allow them to take matters in yeah. their own hands. Yeah. You just can't do it. No, you can't. You can't. There's a constitution for a reason. Exactly. We're here to protect the constitution. We're here to protect you from people that are against the constitution. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the moment that you have people thinking that they're better than the constitution that they they know what's best for the populace 
is when you get into really dangerous territory, and we've seen a lot of that in the last four years. Yeah, in the last just year, less than, yeah. like, since the election, like, yeah. with that time, we talked about the Times article, where, like, we gotta bypass all this this yeah. stuff and manipulate all this stuff to protect democracy. It's all yeah. in the name of protecting democracy. Yeah. We got to um, mandate vaccines to protect democracy. Right. We got to... Um, basically put a president on lockdown yeah. political lockdown or like like just basically cut off cut him off at the knees because we're protecting democracy all this yeah. shit right right yeah we yeah. got to be we, the FBI and do whatever it takes to make yeah. sure this guy doesn't take office to protect yeah. democracy we need to waive a law for a general that needs to be gone for 7 years for democracy we got to basically threaten democracy yeah. To protect democracy. Yeah. We gotta Destroy break the democracy. shit out of democracy to save it. God, it's it's a joke. It is a joke. That's all I got. You got anything else? I think we beat this horse. It's a fucking joke. It is a joke. We're gonna get out of here. We will have a weekend wrap up this week following <laughs> following yes. when and you I, guys are I think are it'll be a good this. one. <laughs> it will. We'll be I have plenty to talk about. Yeah, so we will. we will. Look forward to that. And we will be back live next Monday night, seven central time. We will not let you down like we did this week. I don't feel like we're completely we're not, letting no, down. No, we're doing something. But we're going to do something better next week because we're going to be live. Yes. So look forward to that. 7 Central Standard Time every Monday night. Otherwise, be back each weekend for the weekend wrap-up. Yeah. Share the shit all over the place. I mean, we're living in unprecedented times. <laughs> we're living in dangerous times. We are living in very dangerous like, times. You You want to talk about... Like they talk about, oh, the democracy was teetering on the edge, and that's yeah. why we... No, democracy right now, as we know, is teetering on the edge because we keep allowing this shit, yeah. this sidestepping around it, these these people that know better than us to make all these decisions that they weren't put in place to make yeah. in the first place. Yeah, We're allowing this. Therefore, we are pushing democracy ourselves off, yeah. off the cliff. We're, we're allowing it to happen. I mean, that one article said that America sits in the bottom 10% with democracies that are transitioning towards autocracies. That should scare the shit out of you. Yeah. yeah. That alone should. And that's just the that's just the fact that we have military people yeah. in high offices. That was all that was talking about. Doesn't even consider all the other shit that we got going on right. that's pushing us yeah. away from democracy. Yeah. It was just that alone. So if you like democracy, do something about it. Start out by sharing the show around. Yes. We're going to get the get the hell out of here. I'm going to go on a trip. What the hell? That must be our cue. It's time to go. It's, it's time to go, Bill. Let's get out of alarm. here. All right. All right. We'll see you back here next week. Once again, never stop talking. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members. Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.